0: Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, My Story of Estrangement. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is without a doubt the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues, and this podcast is one step in that journey. I am here with Tina Gilbertson talking about the most common grievances adult children have. And so I want to go um, a little bit into a brief question about when you see the adult sons and daughters that you speak to, What do you think are their most common grievances collectively against a parent?
1: Well, I think uh, if I had to boil it down, I mean, the research has uncovered all kinds of things about finances and about other people and uh, even infertility and trauma around that sort of stuff. All kinds of things that contribute, that are contributing factors to estrangement. But it seems also clear from the same research that what it boils down to, ultimately, is some form of the adult child not feeling either seen, loved, or supported Mm. in that relationship. And which confuses and distresses parents who feel like, I love my child so much, how can she not feel my love how can she not feel supported or loved by me i don't get it and and there it's just a disconnect between intentions and what is received on the other end if if your love isn't experienced oh here's an example of of intentions not meeting uh, uh the way it's received when a parent has concerns about a child maybe they have a learning disability or they need help to thrive when they're young and so the parent the parent's concern drives the parent to seek help you know maybe professional help maybe the child needs a tutor or something like that the parent's concern may be interpreted depending on the temperament of the kid and the history of the relationship depending on all kinds of different factors that child may interpret that as some sort of criticism. Oh, I was never good enough. Mm. You you gave me tutors because I was never good enough for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a very different experience on the other side. And that's nobody's fault, you know, for, for intentions not to land the way they're intended is nobody's fault. It's just something that happens in, in human relationships.
0: That is such a good example. Many parents say, when I gave them lessons to, to go to a gym, I picked them up every night from the chess club tournament. I bought them on these expensive trips. And so when parents say that they feel as if those examples that they give are mm-hmm. the love are the feeling of being seen and supported and what I think you're saying is that is not how the child interprets love and being seen and feeling supported.
1: In some cases, absolutely right. You know, different children will interpret things in different ways, but, but when a child has been given all of these wonderful things that the parent showered on them that maybe the parent did not himself receive and really wanted to give these things to his kids. And, and he feels, you know, it's a slap in the face for the kid to say, you've never done anything for me. I think the disconnect often is that the emotional needs of the child were neglected in that benign way that so many of us were raised with benign emotional neglect. Parents are so busy doing doing th- doing parenting things like, Uh, clothing their children, feeding them, driving them to places, making sure that they're registered in school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that paying attention to the child's emotional needs, um, it's a little esoteric. It's not the first thing on on parents' radar. At least when I was growing up, it was really not very much at all, I think, on on parents' radar. And so there can be a, a sort of a benign emotional neglect that nowadays is recognized as well that that was emotional neglect I grew up without feeling visible without anybody asking me you know thought or what I needed or wanted or there's just a different nowadays there's a different uh, sense of there's, there's a more um, there's a greater understanding of the impact of a child's not receiving a certain emotional visibility or these kind of softer things that parents really haven't been thinking about for very long.
0: I also see at times when there is this, and I love the term that you have, this benign emotional neglect, I see parents get really angry about that because they cannot relate to all of the obvious love and support that they felt they gave. Yeah they really minimize this, these benign emotional connections that maybe the child really needs. And the other thing that angers parents is, well, how come this doesn't happen to, if it's that common, why are all my friends not estranged from their children, their adults yep. and daughters? So it really, this this whole idea, which I think is is so true, and so common, evokes so much emotion.
1: It does. It really does. And it's understandable. There's an element of injustice here also because many parents who are rejected by their children did not reject their own parents who they are, have the sense maybe didn't do even as good a job with them as they tried to do for their kids. So here's me. I've been, you know, let's say I feel I, I, my parents didn't do the best job, let's say, but I, I still, I may say, well, I'm not going to estrange myself from them, or I never estranged myself from them, and, and yet here's my child, and, and I did better by him than was done by me, but he's estranging from me. How is that fair? Mm. You know, so that th- I understand the anger that that stems from a very basic sense of injustice that things are not working as they're supposed to I did right by my parents goes the thought so why can't you do even a little bit right by me you know why why am i so bad um but also i do think there's an element of luck involved mm-hmm. in in who gets estranged and who doesn't
0: more with psychotherapist Tina Gilbertson on the next episode of Once Upon a Time from Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Once Upon a Time from Storybook to Estrangement are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time from Storybook, to was